were harlots unto the king and stood before him. The one woman said, O oh my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after I was delivered that this woman was delivered also, and we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. No witnesses, just us. Verse 19. This woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. She arose at midnight, took my son from beside me. And while thine handmaid slept, laid it in her bosom, laid her dead child in my bosom. When I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, the dead is thy son. This said, No, but the dead is thy son, and living is my son. And they spake before the king. Thus they spake before the king. Then said the king, The one saith, This is my son that liveth. Thy son is the dead. And the other said, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. The king said, Bring my sword. They brought a sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child into two. Give half to the one and half to the other. Then spake the, the woman, whose the living child was, unto the king. For her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O my Lord, give her the living child. And in no wise slay it. But that wicked mom, that deceiving mom, that murdering mom. The other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. The king answered, said, Give her the living child. And in no wise slay it, she is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. Father, we love you today. Pray you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help me, Lord, I pray to do what you would have me to do. I pray, dear God, give us liberty of mind, liberty of thought. I pray, Lord, you'd help me, Lord, do whatever gear you want me to be in, I'd be in tonight. Well, Lord, I pray that we leave here having been helped from a peculiar place in the Bible to be preaching on the value of a good, honorable mother. Help us, Lord, I pray for your glory. We'll do our best to mind you on this September day to honor some mothers. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. If the Lord would help me for a little while tonight, I want to preach on split decision. Who's the real mama in our story? Today is Mother's Day, and I, I feel like this is more of a Bible study. I feel like this is more of a Mother's Day message. What does it matter? What I feel is what God said to do, so I'm going to mind him. I feel compelled just for a moment tonight on a Wednesday night to honor some mothers in the building. Our text has to do with two mothers. It does have to do with wisdom. And most of the time when you hear somebody preach on this text, they're dealing with the God-given wisdom that Solomon had begged for in the early portion of the chapter, and it is evidenced in the wise decision and deliberation that he made. 
Most time when people preach this text, I've never heard anybody preach this text. I've heard them refer to it. Most of the time when, when I've looked at the text, I, I haven't saw the, the value of this good mother, what I would call the good mother. Our text today deals with mothers. Our Many times a mother seems like she's about to split in half. She sometimes gets frustrated. Gets frustrated with the, the pressures of raising a godly child in the midst of a wicked world. She almost feels overwhelmed by the pressures of other mothers who are not in church or not raising their kids in a godly way. And they're pressuring her to let the, her kid do what theirs are. Sometimes mothers feel pressure. They feel like they're splitting in half. They feel pressure from, uh, from family members who say, hey, we let you do it and you turned out all right. Maybe, maybe nobody here has yet experienced that. But if you haven't, you will before too long. Amen, that's exactly right. This mother was experiencing something far worse than feeling like the pressure was going to split her in half. This is a mother who felt like the time had come when her baby was going to be split in half. Solomon in his God-given wisdom. I mean, I've seen pictures of this story in children's books. I remember not being saved long, and I thought, why would God want that story put in his Bible? If so many things were left out that, that Jesus did, uh, everything that was left out, why would he want this part put in there? I believe there is a claim that these mothers have. One thing that I want to make sure we all recognize and agree on tonight, it's one thing to be a biological mother. It's a whole other thing to be a biblical mother. Just because a woman has a baby don't mean she's a mama. Just hold on. She might have had that child. There's a woman in the story. And she ain't much of a mama. She is so careless, she rolled over on her baby, stole the lady that she confided with and lived with, baby. And then when it come down to it, didn't care if it died. So to have a baby, makes you no more a mother than having a piano makes you a piano player. Sometimes I'm confronted with mamas who's preacher. I just, there's things me and him don't agree on and um, we need some counseling. There's a mother that can be submissive to the leadership of the husband. Or there's a mother that can be manipulative and let the kids do everything the man don't want them to do whenever he ain't around. Both of these women in our Bible, like most everybody that's ever had a baby, 
claimed to be the mother of this child. Both say they are the mother in our text. And why, just for a minute on a Wednesday night, I want to say I thank God for my wife being the mother she's been to my boys. Most of the time, as I've said before, when I look at this text, everybody's thinking about Solomon. I'm thinking about Solomon. But I feel like we almost have got to the place in this cancel culture, hey man, out of hell, this cancel culture, this feminist-driven, socialist, humanistic culture that we're living in, they almost don't want a mother to be upheld for, for the role that she has in the home. And I want to say, thank God for a biblical mother. A Bible mother. Amen. I don't want to deprive real mothers of the honor they deserve. You might be a mother, might be a stepmother, might be a grandmother, hey, even a mother-in-law. I, I remember reading a story one time, a man took his wife out into the, out into the uh, wilderness and they was hunting uh, deer and they were overnight camping, just spending the night together and had two boys and mother-in-law went with them and, and husband and wife's gonna go out and in a blind, they was gonna hunt a little bit. Uh, well, they heard a ruckus take place, looked around, the kids is there, mother-in-law was out of the tent, he walked outside, saw the bear facing the mother-in-law and the wife said ain't you gonna do something he said it the bear got himself into it let him handle her hey man you might have one like that but I want to thank God for godly mothers amen in our text we see a mother and this mother is facing a split decision. Solomon is facing a decision. There's a difficulty in the decision. There's a determination that's made with the help of God in this decision. And then there's a discovery that's made in this decision. And we'll get there in a minute. But I want you to notice, I want you to notice just a few things about verse number 16. I want you to notice what these real mothers, what these real what the Holy Ghost wanted us to know about these mothers. And that's why I feel like I can deal with it on a Wednesday night. I, I know it's not Mother's Day, but it ought to be. Every day ought to be a day you ought to thank God for a godly, biblical mother. Is everybody all right? I want you to notice what verse 16 says. Then came there two women. What's that next part say? That were harlots. Our text tonight reminds us that real mothers won't be perfect. I'm not trying to uphold these women's lifestyle, but their lifestyle did not change the fact they were mothers. And one of them was a good mother. Somebody help me, amen. The story provides even some morals of motherhood from an unlikely source of this harlot. 
Most of the time when we think about uh, these Bible stories in the Bible, uh, we, we think, well, man, there ain't no way we can live up to it. And matter of fact, most time when we preach on Mother's Day, I even flipped through my day's Bible the other day, found that message I preached on Mother's Day on Proverbs 31. And if, if we don't watch it, we'll, we'll make people think the only real mama is this Wonder Woman, this supermodel of a person in Proverbs chapter 31. And I'm not talking about the supermodel that's anorexic, toothpick, dressed, amen, about halfway dressed, trying to manipulate people. Somebody help me. Y'all know I'm talking about how we think they're so high. Hey man, that no, but listen, you don't have uh, to be the best mama to be a real mama. Uh, but a biblical mama is the supermodel and the super pattern that we need to follow. Well, my mama's godly because she can can food. That ain't that don't make her godly. My my mama's godly because she wears a dress. That don't make her godly. Well, my mama can quote 400 verses. The devil can quote verses too. I don't make her godly. Hey, I want to say this. Hey, newsflash, there are no perfect mothers. Yours wasn't perfect. Mine wasn't perfect. And there ain't no perfect mama in this building. Everybody say amen. All mamas make mistakes. Good news, though, for you that's fixing to be mamas. You don't have to be perfect to be a Bible mama. Say amen. I didn't even know Keisha was going to testify and brag on God about being a mama, but I'm sure glad she did. Amen. You don't have to be one. You don't have to be perfect, but you ought to learn something from our text. Amen. It's interesting to me. That, let me just say that. Let me just say this. It's interesting to me that the kids that complain the most about their mom and daddy ain't perfect kids to begin with. Somebody say Amen. Whoopee! Amen. Ain't we having fun tonight? Thank God. Thank God for my grandmother. Amen. She was an example. I'm a cow lived up. I mean, she wasn't perfect, but she forgave her imperfect children and loved them anyway. I saw them do her wrong, Brother Tony, and she kept being good to them and kept loving on them. And she even loved somebody like me. Thought I could do no wrong, even though she knew I was wrong, as wrong could be. Hey, thank God for godly mamas. They ain't no perfect children and they ain't no perfect daddies in the building neither. Somebody help me. Amen. I know God loves these women. Because he's, he, I'm going to tell you what, he intervened with the wisdom of a sovereign sitting on the throne named Solomon to make sure that that mama got her baby back. He loves biblical moms. But I'm going to tell you what else he loves. He loves them moms with needle tracks in their arms. <laughs> he loves them mamas, brother. He loves them mamas that's drunk every day of the week. He still loves them. I'm not saying he loves their sin, but ain't you glad he loves them? Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. I think we ought to honor him. Hey, and by the way, look at verse number 20. Look at verse number 20. The Bible said, And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me. And while thy handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom, laid her dead child in my bosom. I was going to say this, honoring, honoring a mother, or honoring motherhood, uh, that's not necessarily based on what 
what they do as much as what they are because what they are will influence on what they do. And let me just say, none of us are deserving of God's grace no more than this harlot was, no more than you and I was. Ain't you glad none of us deserve grace? But thank God for grace. Amen. Real mothers, they may even be. You may, you may be sitting here today. You say, preacher, you don't know my mama. My mama never took me to church. Hey, ain't no mama perfect. And we wasn't perfect kids to begin with. Somebody say amen. Oh, my mama's whooped me in anger. So what? If you was born before 1980, you had child abuse. Somebody say amen. And they ought to get more of it today. Somebody help me. I ain't talking about abuse. I'm talking about whooping. Time out ain't help nobody. Time out. Whoopee. I can go sit in the corner. Most of them got an iPhone to play on anyway. They watching Netflix while you think you punishing them. <laughs> Woo, send me to my room. Hey, hey, time out ain't help nobody, but wearing out has. Somebody help me. I'm in the Bible. Lord, I ain't got time to deal with all that scripture. Y'all do believe in the Bible. Amen. Y'all do believe where it says that we ought to make sure, we ought to make sure to whip them in the right way. I'm not talking about hanging them up by their feet. I'm not talking about whipping them from, I'm talking about a right whipping for the right punishment for the right time. Does everybody agree with that? This woman here, she may have not been a perfect mama, but this woman here has got something to show us if we'll just stay tuned into the text. Real mothers won't be perfect. Your mother wasn't perfect. Some of you mamas out there right now killing yourself off of mistakes you made in your past. You're wishing that you could go back and do it again. Hey, hey, listen, I've said it a million times. They don't, I know everybody and their brother writes books on it. Most of them write books on how to parent ain't even had kids. Go check it out. I'm telling the truth. And all of them want to tell you how to raise kids and write them books when they're five. Well, my God, they all perfect at five. Hey, man, wait till they become teenagers and move out of the house and then write your books, sir. Somebody say amen. We've all made mistakes and I'll kill myself and you'll kill yourself. Rack your brain on all the things you could have done differently. But hey, can I just say today, there ain't no perfect moms and there ain't no perfect kids and there ain't no perfect daddies. Somebody help me. But thank God for the honor that God lets us be parents on planet earth. It's a heritage that God's entrusted with us. Y'all look around all these kids right here. Boy, God's put a lot of trust in us, amen, to shoot these arrows in the right direction. Real mothers aren't perfect, but real mothers will want to protect their kids. Why do you think the Bible talks about that she-bear? <laughs> amen, because brother, a, a she-bear robbed of her whelps, that she-bear robbed of her cubs, is going to fight a whole lot more and more violently and viciously than a daddy's robbed of her cubs. Somebody help me. Y'all know I'm right? Amen. You talk, you, I tell you what, I tell you what, if you really want to get my wife stirred up, talk about one of my boys. I'll have to pull her off of y'all. Somebody say amen. 
My wife came from Shingle Holler. Somebody help me. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah for a wife that will defend her youngest. And real mamas will take up and defend her kids. Somebody say amen. If you got a mama won't defend you, i tell you what, we'll adopt you. We love you. Amen. 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 A child one time looked at this story in Sunday school class. Had one of them flannel graphs. They're looking up at this story. <laughs> and the Sunday school teacher asked the girl who's looking at it and talking to the other student, what you reckon that woman said to the king? The one that the baby belonged to. They didn't get to the first, they didn't get down there to the end of the chapter yet. What do you reckon she's going to tell him? That little kid lifted her hand. She's probably told the king, give me the biggest half. <laughs> but that ain't what mamas, that ain't how mamas think. Mamas don't think like that. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Look what the Bible said in verse number 26. I'm in the Bible. Look at verse 26. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king for her bowels yearned upon her son and she said, Oh my Lord, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. Real mothers aren't perfect. These two here, one of them, they were harlots. Both of them were women of the night. Both of them lived most likely in an inn that they saw multiple men at any time. Most people agree these babies were born of fornication and they had ways to get rid of them back then. I just want to commend them for having the youngin to begin with somebody else. They may not have known who the daddy was, but they sure know who the mama was. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Real mamas may not be perfect. Real mamas will want to protect their kids. Look at verse 26. They said, and in no wise slid. The one that was wicked said, because she didn't care about the baby, just about herself. The other, ones, the other one that wicked said, well, go ahead and cut it up. That's fine. Cut it. But real mothers will stand for their kids and not slay their kids. Somebody help me. When I was born, my mama put me in blue. Hey, man, put me out yonder in the crib, took me to the house. I don't even know if you can put them in blue and pink anymore. Hey, don't they try to act like you can't even identify gender. We in a mess right now. Somebody help me. And I'm going to tell you what they had to do. My, my mama could take me anywhere she wanted to. Nowadays, you got to put a tag on them. Like, you got to put one of them ankle bracelets on them because everybody's stealing babies. Well, they just didn't start in 2020. They, they, they They've been 2021. They've been doing it all the way back, First Kings 3. This woman's stealing another woman's baby. Amen. Selfishness is the opposite of motherhood. This wicked person is she is she is selfish. She's the opposite of love. The one who had lost her own child didn't care if the other child died or not. But that good mama, the one I'm calling a good mama, what preacher, she's a, I know she's a harlot, but she's a good mama. I didn't say she had good morals, but she can teach us something that a mama can teach us. Amen. And that's your to protect your children. When somebody comes to you and says, preacher, you know, you just, you and your wife, it's a good thing you didn't have no girls. I know. Because they'd be 20 before they got, before they had the choice to get ears pierced. 
they'd be 400 before they got married. I know, I know. I'd be in jail starting a prison ministry. I know. It's a good thing. But let me say this. When they come to us and say, well, you know, you sheltering them boys. Okay, what's the opposite? What would you like me to do? You want me to just take my kids, throw them off into Sodom and Gomorrah? Y'all raise them. Give them the morals you like for them to have. God have mercy. Amen. How you, I'm going to shelter them as much as I can from as long as I can. Amen. And to prepare them that they can face what's coming their way when they grow up. Somebody help me. That's why I didn't let them go everywhere and spend the night with everybody. God have mercy. Somebody help me. Amen. I know in spite of this woman's sinful shortcomings, her mother, her motherly instinct was intact and it was active and it was fierce. Amen. She is a fighting for that youngin. She wasn't going to let that woman steal her baby. She was willing to face the king. She had shame because of her lifestyle. She, everybody knew what kind of woman, but she said, I don't care what kind of woman I am. I'm appealing to the king. Oh, God, Elmer. I know, I know we a mess, but I appeal to the king. I appeal to the king. I know I'm a mess as a daddy, but I appeal to the king. He's never let my youngest down. He's never let me down. Hey, mama, appeal to the king. He won't let your kids down. I feel like preaching now, amen. Woo, amen. Just, I, I, you say, preacher, she ain't a good mom. Well, She's a whole lot better of a mom than this wicked one was. Let me just say it like this. Some are closer to perfect than others. Amen. Amen, preacher. She might have worked in what's called the oldest profession on the earth, but she was also involved in the noblest profession that's motherhood. Is everybody okay? Man, thank God for mamas. By the way, none of us will be here without one. Somebody say amen. I'll just go ahead and say, preach on, preacher. Amen. Amen. And in this immoral mama, she had a bad life, but she did a good thing in our text. Amen. She was a working woman, and it was a bad work, but she did a good work in our text. She's protecting this kid. She's trying to provide for this kid, and she's appealing to the king on behalf of this kid. I don't know about y'all, but I guarantee you, this king was invested in the life of this kid from this day forward. Hey, how many other babies is born never saw the king? This and then. <laughs> Woo! Somebody else, man. She took him to the... Well, amen. Y'all sit there. I'm going to shout about it anyway. Amen. She did what a mother should do. Amen. Though she wasn't what a mother should be, she still did what a mother should do. Preach on, preacher. Amen. She may not have known who the daddy was, but hey, I'll tell you this, she knowed whose baby that was. Somebody say amen. Woo! Yes, sir, she knew whose baby it was. I thought about this. Man, we've had sheep, brother. I mean, even sheep know. Six lambs born, 
to three different sheep. Six lambs stumbling around in the snow. And each one of them knew where to get their milk from. And when one of them went to the wrong mama, she'd push it off because she knew by the smell who's, oh. Somebody help me. She might not have known who the daddy was. Thank God she had this young. And she didn't go to an abortion clinic. Somebody help me. Is everybody okay? Take a deep breath. We're preaching against abortion tonight. Bunch of women's live out of hell, murder and mess. Somebody help me. Thou shalt not kill. Amen. It ain't the baby's fault. Don't kill the baby. I, I remember reading about a woman. She said, Doc, I got a problem. I said, what, what is it? Said, well, my baby ain't even a year old. I'm pregnant again. I need you to take care of it. I need to get rid of it. I ain't ready for nothing. He said, well, I, I, I tell you something, it's better than that. You can get you about nine months rest. Let's go ahead and kill the one you got. It'd be easier. Let's just kill that one. Why no? Killing a child's murder. Well, what difference does nine months matter? Somebody say amen right there. Somebody help me up in there. Is everybody all right? You say, preacher, I did that before. Hey, get forgiveness and go on and serve God. What I'm telling you is this murder, it's just as wrong, somebody help me, as taking a gun and blowing somebody's, and if it ain't the same, it's an odd thing that the Supreme Court can, can, find, can find somebody and charge somebody for two murders when they shoot a pregnant woman in a belly, but a doctor that's got a degree on the wall can kill thousands and get away with it. I didn't know I was going to get on all that, but it's in there. Amen. This is Zach. Amen, preacher. Amen. Do you know that a mama, see, she don't know. She knows whose baby that is. Do you know that a mama that's got identical twins, I wish your mama was here. Do you know that a mama's got identical twins can tell which one's apart? They can tell which one's which and tell them apart. I, they used to tell me, uh, uh, Brianna, Victoria, told me they played tricks on daddy, played, played tricks on different people. Can't get mama. Mama always knows. This woman knew whose baby this was. Y'all look up here to preacher. You say, preacher, well, 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 my God, I know somebody uh, that had triplets and she couldn't tell them apart. How many kids she have in the house? Probably 15. Well, no wonder she can't tell them apart. She don't even know what day it is. Somebody help me. Amen. Amen. But I'm telling you what, this single mama right here, she knew the fact this child was not hers. She was aware this dead baby ain't hers. It ain't but three days old and here come another baby and this woman had snatched her baby and by the way, when they that young they all look like Winston Churchill say amen amen they all look the same but thank God she knew which one was hers amen amen y'all know I'm right mothers just like that man they know their children even at birth you can't fool a mama amen at least I'm going to tell you what you couldn't fool mine amen I'm tell you what you couldn't fool Michelle amen I tell you what I, I used to think Michelle I, I still think she's got satellite surveillance on her kids sometimes I, I know she's got eyes in the back of her heads and sideways too I don't know how she can see it but a mama knows how mama knows and daddy or just say hallelujah mama amen glory to God mama amen they thought something 
something about a mama knowing her kids. She knew whose kid this was. Would to God more mothers felt like this mother right here. Say, preacher, she is immoral, but she had a moral obligation to this baby. Preacher, she didn't know who the daddy was, but she knew what her duty was. Preacher, she was sinful, but she is going to take a stand when it comes to this baby. You may mess up in all kinds of areas, but when it comes to your duty, when it comes to your responsibility, when it comes to your obligation as a mother, you have a responsibility to submit with a sweet spirit to the leadership of your husband under the authority of that Bible. Somebody help me up in this church. Hey, man. And daddy, you've got a responsibility to provide love and that household and guide them in a way that they'd want to. Hey, man, preach on, preacher. Amen. You say, preacher, you was born in 1972. It's been a long time since then. Ain't much change, though. Ain't much change. Matter of fact, do you know that our current, in, in our current administration, terrorists are treated like babies and babied like babies, and, and babies are terrorized. Somebody say, Amen. They the, now they got now they trying to sue Texas for making a good stand against abortion when you hear the heartbeat. I mean, I ain't been to Texas a lot. My grandmother's family came from Texas, but I was telling Doug about it today. You can't go five miles down the road in Texas and you see a sign don't mess with Texas. Somebody needs to tell the White House, don't y'all know not to mess with Texas. Somebody say amen. Leave them alone. Say amen. God have mercy. I'm telling you, abortion is one of the most inhumane, violent, vicious acts on planet earth. You say, preacher, ain't nothing wrong with it. Then let them take a vacuum cleaner to your body and suck your arms off and legs off and guts out. If it ain't nothing to it, why in the world? Amen. It's wrong, friend. Somebody help me. What about rape? It ain't the kid's fault. I'm just saying, somebody help me. Amen, preach on, preacher. Amen, preach on, preacher. It ain't the baby's fault. Amen. By the way, there ain't no accidents when it comes to babies being born. Amen. God's in control. You know what Obama said? I'm going to go ahead and call him out in case y'all don't. Barack Hussein, Muslim, terrorist-loving Obama. In case y'all didn't think I'd say it on the internet. Obama said, here's what he said. In a Pennsylvania campaign rally, I'm going to teach my youngins, my girls, he had two at that time, I don't know what ages they are now, one of them was nine, about values and morals, but if they make a mistake, I don't want them punished with a baby. Since when is a baby punishment? Somebody help me. They are prized. If you ever had one, you'll realize what a prize they are. Woo! They are blessing, man. I'm going to tell you right now, I'll go to jail for my kids any day and shout to Victor about it and start preaching in the jail ministry. I'm telling you, friend, there ain't nothing like having a youngin'. Ain't nothing like it. Amen. In order... For Solomon to decipher with godly wisdom whose baby this 
baby belonged to who's, which mama was the real mama. He's going to do some amazing things right here. I want you to notice this. If you think about this, real mothers aren't perfect. Real mothers are protective. But real, real mothers are willing to pay the price. I said, preacher, what are you saying? Look, around, look what it says. The Bible says, Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, verse 26. Why did she speak to the king? Why did compassion move her to speak up? For her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, oh my Lord, give her the living child and in no wise slay him. Thank God for good mamas. They may not be perfect. They will fulfill their obligation, their duty. And protect their kids. I'm going to tell you something else they'll do, brother. They'll pay whatever price has to be paid. You say, preacher, I don't see no price that has to be paid. I'm not talking like some people do when they're tricksters. I'm talking about real mothers. She was willing to give up brother Jared so that her child could grow up. She was willing to give up her youngin. So her child could grow up. She is willing to live without her son. So that her son could live. Motherhood's a sacrifice. I thought about my wife. And what she had to go through. If any of you. you some of you old timers. They didn't let y'all in, in there. But us. They've put through the trauma. Of seeing our wife have a baby. It's traumatic. You say preacher. Man up. I tried. It's rough. I remember crying. My wife can tell you. I said baby. If I could I'd take. I'd switch places with you. In the back of my mind. I was thinking thank God I can't. I'm glad I was born a man. You, you, do you know now insurances have changed? It's not a, a, a woman having a baby. It's a person having a baby. Yeah. Because they can identify as a man, you know, because then. I, I got I to stay focused. I'm about to get up and say it in the flesh. Motherhood's a sacrifice. Carrying that baby's a sacrifice. Birthing that baby's a sacrifice. Raising that baby is a sacrifice. Letting that baby go is a sacrifice. Them going out into the world is a sacrifice. And you young people out there that think your mama didn't pay the price, think about some things they gave up. Matter of fact, let me say this. Motherhood is a lifelong ministry. Would y'all say amen there? Someone once said that motherhood 
is like wrestling. <laughs> Amen. Like wrestling a gorilla. You don't quit wrestling when you're tired. You quit wrestling when the gorilla gives up. Amen. Hey, man, remember this, young people. Your mama gave up her girlish figure to carry you for nine months. Somebody help me in this church. Amen. Amen. She fed you. She nourished you when you spit the food back out on top of her. She changed your diaper when you peed all over it's alright we in church tonight on Wednesday when, when she changed your diaper when you peed all over is everybody okay yeah. he just loved on y'all ain't that something daddy's gagging and she's wiping taking care of you gets up all hours of the night loses years off of her life has multiple health things that happened to her for the rest of her life because she gave birth. I'm going to tell you something. She sacrificed to bring you in this world so don't write her off. Somebody help me. I remember I was reading the story about this teacher trying to teach this hard-headed boy, probably Jackson, how, how to do math. Might have been Shane, huh? Amen. How to do math. She said, if your mama has a small piece of pie, how many ways will she cut it to give each of you boys and her a piece? That little boy said, that's easy. She cut it two ways. She said, you're hopeless. You can't do math. You just don't know math. He said, you don't know my mama. She wouldn't eat it. She'd make sure me and my brother have one. Somebody say amen. I'm telling you, that's the way it is, friend. That's the honest to God truth. I've watched my wife do it. I get upset at her sometimes. I said, my God, honey, you're going to have to eat once in a while. She'll slave over the stove, do everything she can do, hey, pray all she can pray, work, provide, do, and, and cook, and then be so worn out that she won't even eat it by. God, have mercy, we don't have no idea what it's like, but I want to thank God for mamas. Hey, Amen. With the possible exception of your spouse, that with the possible I said, possible exception of your spouse. There ain't nobody love you much as your mama. And then I'm going to say daddy too. The hair lifts the devil. Somebody say amen. Here's, said, preacher, what's the big deal about this one? What's a big deal? She's willing to go to a higher power. The only hope that the harlot had was to take that baby to see the king. Somebody help me, amen. Preacher, I don't think God's listening to me. Preacher, I don't think God's listening. Well, some of y'all that feel that way, y'all do know he has his regular customers. Some of y'all don't call except Christmas time. Somebody say amen. Amen. But for, for us, that's regular customers. He might have to put you on hold to tend to us, somebody say 
I, I can't make it without it. I'm just going to hit D. Hey, man, I can't make it. I got to talk to him every day. She wasn't perfect, but she's a perfect example of how mothers are to fight for their kids, how mothers are to get them to the king, how mothers are to appeal to the sovereign. Somebody help me. She was willing to live without her baby so her baby could live at the mercy of a king. Hey, man, thank God. It's as if she said, let me see it. Let me see my baby be put in her hands and raised by her than me not to see my baby at all. I just thank God my baby's living. If I can't have it, I just don't want it to die. How would to God everybody felt that way? The king answered and said, and you'll notice in our text, I never noticed this. Everybody look up here to preach. Two women were harlots, went to the king, both claiming to be the baby's mama. But only one woman was called mother. Only one. You know what? Look what, look what the Bible says. Look what King Solomon said. Look what he said. And the king, verse 27, answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. This woman was willing to give up the joy of her life so that her child could live. Ain't you glad there's a father in heaven? Now, it don't surprise me when we find in the Bible, it said he spared not Sodom and Gomorrah, but destroyed them with fire because of their sin. That's not surprising. It don't surprise me when he said he spared not the old world but delivered Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness and brought the flood on ungodly men. That don't surprise me. It don't surprise me when he said he spared not the fallen angels when they cohabitated with women and giants was born to them and he held them and reserved them in the chains. That don't surprise me. He didn't spare Sodom. He didn't spare, spare the sinful world. He didn't, he didn't spare sinful angels. But what amazes me is in the book of Romans chapter 8, he said he spared not his son, but delivered him up for us all. Hey, he is willing to give up the joy, amen, of his life and that we might be spared. He spared not Jesus so that we could be spared. And she said, if I got to give up the joy of my life that my son be spared, then I put it in your hands, King. Listen, there's a lot of fault we can find about this woman. But you ain't going to find no fault with her on being a mama to this baby. So women, don't just be a biological mom. Be a biblical mom. Don't just be a mom, hey man, that's partially submissive. But glory to God, be one of them that's completely submissive. Be one of them that's willing to sacrifice. I had to write all this down just to make sure I got it right. It's a true story. James Lawson, 6 a.m. on a Wednesday in California, San Bernardino Mountains. Left home, he's going to apply for a new job, take care of his family. About an hour later, his 36-year-old wife left. Patsy. She left for the fifth grade teaching job down the mountain in Riverside. 
She's accompanied by two of her children, five-year-old Susan and two-year-old Gerald. Unfortunately, she never made it to the fifth grade teaching job. Eight and a half hours later, the man found his wife, James did, and daughter dead in a wrecked car upside down in a cold mountain stream. His two-year-old son was barely hanging on in the 48-degree temperature water. But in the death, the character of a sacrificial, sovereign-seeking, standing, not slaying, good mama came out in her. She couldn't save that other dead on impact. But that little boy, for eight and a half hours, Patsy held him up out of the water in the corner of the car long enough. Said She set up rigor mortis and died with her arms held out. And the baby survived because the mama was willing to give his life so her baby could live. That's what I call a godly mama. And they ain't a mama in this building that wouldn't do the same thing. Now you say, preacher, my mom is sideways. Well, ain't you glad you got a good daddy? Say, preacher, you don't know my mom. You don't know my dad. I, my whole, I've got a legacy behind me, and they're all wicked. I won't point no fingers. I'll just say this. The first alcohol I got was from in the home as a kid. The first pornography I ever saw was in the home as a kid. You might sit here and say, preacher, you just don't understand. You don't know what kind of mom and daddy I had. Ain't you glad? Ain't you glad you can start a godly heritage in your home right now? You don't have to follow suit. You can raise a godly kid. You can be a godly mama and a godly daddy. And if you got to do it as a single parent, thank God you got to fill both roles. You're going to have a long road to hope, but you can make it with the help of God. If you'll just seek the king, seek the king, get that baby to the king. Let's all stand. Father, we love you today. Thank you for the truth.